Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Tough day at the yard. Nats over the Twins, 10-4. They claim the series. Twins will try and salvage the final game of that weekend set at Target Field. Tomorrow, and as you heard, before Chris Hatterberry signed off, Bailey Ober will get the call. Our coverage begins at 10 a.m. The Huddle, Pete Nigerian, Dave Schwartz. We'll, we'll have Twins, we'll have Wild, we'll have Timberwolves and more. And then Inside Twins at noon, Chris with Joe Polad at 12.30, the pregame show with uh, Chris, the lineup card, and then, of course, Corey Provost, Dan Gladden with the series finale. So the Twins struggling a bit. They fall to the Nats 10-4. to Timberwolves back at it tomorrow night. We'll have more on that later on in the hour with Chris Hine of the Star Tribune. Timberwolves on the brink of being eliminated. Uh, the Timberwolves have dropped the first three to the Denver Nuggets, two in Denver, and then one Friday night at Target Center. Denver was able to keep the Timberwolves at arm's length all night. The only team to win locally on Friday night, the Minnesota Wild, and they go up 2-1 on the Dallas Stars. And joining us from the rink live, Jess Myers, and he joins us uh, here at News Talk, 830-WCCO on the Jen Schuster-Coldwell Banker hotline. And Jess, uh, the Wild played great in Game 3. They absolutely did, and, and a, ne- a game they needed to play well in. You know, the theme I've heard, Steve, so far in these playoffs, and, and this is an interesting take, is that when you lose a game, you have to forget it immediately, and it looks like that's what the Wild did. And they also say when you win a game, you have to forget it immediately because every game is a new chapter, and, and nothing you did before matters. You have to start over. And I really think you saw that from the Wild last night, uh, a first period where it looked like one of those typical lock-it-down, you know, no open ice, short pass kind of playoff games. And then things kind of opened up once Minnesota got a goal and Matt Zuccarello hadn't scored uh, in the series, finally got things going. He had two goals last night and he broke the ice that got the crowd into it. That got things rolling and, and uh, thing, things were a lot of fun from that point. Yeah. Great crowd. And returning to the net was Philip Gustafson. There was a lot of uh, hand-wringing about the decision to put Mark Gondre Fleury in in game two. Uh, the team didn't play particularly well in front of him. Uh, the goaltender is probably going to get way too much credit and way too much blame in that circumstance, but it wasn't a good night for the Flower or the Wild in game two. 
And that was one thing that Dean Everson kind of dug his heels in a little bit on when, when a member of the media asked him about that decision once the team returned to, to Minneapolis uh, to the airport. They, you know, they, they did a presser right out there uh, on Thursday, and he said, hey, show me a goal from that game. And granted, the Wild gave up seven goals in game two, but he said, show me a game that you uh, – a goal – that you would want Marc-Andre Fleury to stop. You know, he absolutely defended the decision, not necessarily that, you know, they played well with Fleury in goal, but that that loss was not hung on the goaltender, that they gave up odd man rushes, they gave up breakaways, they gave up stuff where, you know, you don't typically hang it on the goalie. Um, With that said, you're absolutely right. For whatever reason, Steve, this team just seems to play with a little more confidence with Philippe Gustafson backing things up. He didn't have a, a hugely challenging night last night. There weren't a lot of huge saves, but I guess that's a sign that everybody's doing their job uh, defensively if, if the goalie doesn't have to work that hard. The play of atmosphere. Every game is a war, and I always take a step back that to win the Stanley Cup, you need to win 16 of these games, <laughs> that, which is insane. The Wild have won two out of three, which is great in in the opening series. But to put your name on the cup in this day and age, you've got to win 16 playoff games. It's mind-boggling, really. You know, the legendary story from Detroit about, you know, they, they throw an octopus on the ice during the, sure. during the playoffs when the, when the Red Wings are winning. That's a, that's a big thing, an octopus. Well, that got started because... 50 years ago or 75 years ago or whatever it was, you needed to win eight games to win the Stanley yeah. Cup. And, of course, an octopus has eight legs. So that, that represented the eight games that they needed to win. A, a fishmonger in Detroit thought, you know, I'll bring them good luck. I'll throw an octopus out there. Uh, so it just shows you, you know, how the NHL has expanded, that it's literally double that now, 16 games. And, you know, that, that was kind of my joke after game one, which took, you know, basically a game and a half. They played five periods to win in double overtime. Uh, on a nice goal by Ryan Hartman. But, you know, I said, okay, one down, only 15 to go if you're gonna, finally going to bring a Stanley yeah. Cup to Minnesota. But, you know, this is such a fun time of year. You know, in, in a normal year, it's starting to get warmer now. Of course, we've got just extended winter, it seems like. But, uh, you know, you're, you're starting to get the grill out. You're starting to tailgate a little bit more, maybe. The crowds have been raucous. Tickets have been crazy expensive for these uh, you know, first couple games. You know, just to get in the door, you're looking at a couple hundred dollars. So it just shows, you know, kind of – Again, how starved this community is for, like you mentioned at the top, you know, one team that's finally going to win something or, or, or at least, you know, putting in a, an effort to, to win something where, you know, things haven't gone well for the Timberwolves and the, the Twins are off to, I, I guess, an okay start, but, but, you know, nothing that's got anybody uh, dreaming of playing in November. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the, the Wild have decisions to make going into game four. That is a goaltender decision. Will it be Gustafson? Will it be uh, Flurry uh, between the pipes? But beyond that, they, they did get a little bad news early in Game 3, and they responded with a 5-1 victory. But uh, Jewel Erickson, heck, big part of this thing, did play, but very sparingly, and did not return. 19 seconds was the yeah. uh, official word of his time on the ice. He went one shift, and it was weird. We had watched him Friday in practice. Looked like he was ready to go, but, you know, uh, you can control things in practice. You can control what you're doing with your body a lot more than in a game where you have to react to what others are doing. Um, and that's, I think, what happened to Jewel Erickson. I mean, right away something happened where he may have tweaked something, and, and uh, you know, they've seen him now for 20 seconds since uh, April 6th, which is tough to see because he is such a, a hard-nosed competitor, you know, big 6'3 guy, 
And not only a, a great player, but just one of those great agitators. He seems to get under the skin of uh, opponents like just about nobody else on this team. And you really need that in the playoffs because you've seen already it's as much of a mind game as it is anything else. You know, this, this idea that the Wild take a lot of penalties, and, and Dallas's coach has been talking about that. And, and Minnesota's coach responded saying they've got some big guys on that team and they're going down pretty easily. You know, he essentially accused – the stars of diving. And then, then the Dallas coach comes back and he says, well, he's trying to deflect things from the fact that his team takes so many penalties, you know, whatever it is. That's kind of the fun of a playoff series. When, you know, when you, when you see the same team for at minimum four games, you know, in this series it'll be at minimum five games and maybe seven games, you get to know each other maybe a little bit too well. And that's what we're seeing here. Yeah. And at the end of all of it, They'll shake hands, which is a great tradition in in the NHL. These guys just beat on each other night in and night out. We'll see if it goes seven games, but looks like this series will be a long one for sure. The Stars, a good club, and still have a lot of fight left in them. But I I love that tradition where they shake hands and um, move on or head home. And and it's funny too, you know the the history of the first twenty six years of this franchise. They played in Minnesota as the North Stars. Now, it's been a long time. You know, it's it's been thirty yeah. years since the last game at at Met Center, and you know their uh, the memories are fading. But you do still see Steve a fair amount of people here in the Twin Cities that still kind of have a soft spot for the Dallas Stars because that was a team they grew up rooting for. You know, it's it's like. Uh, my father's generation, there are a lot of Packer fans among that group because that was the local team in this area before the Vikings existed. Um, I, I frankly hope that's kind of fading out, and I think uh, people are, are adopting the Wild as, as their own more and more. And more. But it, it's funny what, uh, what happens to the fan base when a, when a franchise relocates like that, and we're seeing a little bit of that. You know, I, I think the bad blood is mostly gone. I haven't heard any chanting or any reference to Norm Green so far yeah. in this series. But we do have an enemy, that which is nice. Uh, we we fully established Ryan Suter as yeah. public enemy number one here in Minnesota, and man, he was booed every time he touched the puck last night. There were Suter sucks chants ringing through XL Energy yeah. Center. So, so that's another fun part of a playoff series. It seems like you always have to establish who the bad guy is, and and Ryan Suter is is wearing that hat in in, in this series. Once upon a time. Parisi and Suter signing those deals were saviors. Uh, the Wild were clearly headed in the wrong direction. Fan interest was dipping, so on and so forth. They come in. Um, but as it turns out, the, the contracts have, have been a burden as of late and will continue to be a burden for, what, the next couple of years for, for Bill Guerin and company as they come out from under that. But but beyond that, it was established later in their tenure that uh, Suter was kind of a disruptor behind the scenes and uh, maybe uh, wasn't a, a, a great teammate and, and was very difficult to work with from a coaching standpoint. Yeah, you know, there were stories, and, and granted, yep. I'm not in the locker room, you're not in the locker room, but there sure. were stories about, you know, uh, strong-arming, you know, where practice was going to be located if, if you know, the, the guys yep. didn't want to drive on a snowy day, or things like bringing in your own coaches to work on the power play. You know, they, they famously brought in Adam Oates kind of on their own one year, uh, in addition to the wild coaching staff, things like that that, 
you know, we're very disruptive, I think, behind the scenes. You know, uh, as a public face, you could not find a nicer guy than Ryan Suter. You know, always good with the media, always, you know, good with the fans. He did the quick trip commercials. I mean, seemed, seemed to like it here, seemed to be uh, enjoy being part of this community. And I remember when he got bought out, he penned a, a story for the Players' Tribune about how Minnesota had become their home and they expected to, you know, settle here someday when they were out of hockey. So, so maybe the bad blood will fade over time. You know, granted, uh, you know, uh, one of these teams will be on to a different opponent uh, by late next week, I think. So, you know, may, maybe this will be forgotten as just a, as just a one-off. But uh, I, I did hear a good line from my friend Judd Zogad from, uh, from Score North last, last night, who said, this isn't just about this series. For Ryan Suter, getting booed by the Minnesota fans is a lifetime achievement award for, for yeah. the stuff he did uh, when he was in Minnesota that, that rubbed people the wrong way. Yeah, that is great stuff. And I, I, I think I saw that uh, tweet as well along those lines from Judd. One other one I want to bring up, you, you've had the opportunity to cover this player over at the U and now in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Big part of what Minnesota was able to do this season in the Big Ten and ultimately get all the way to the championship game against Quinnipiac, and that's Brock Faber. It's got to be fun to be able to cover this kid, Jess. Talk about a whirlwind for, for Brock Faber. You know, captain of the Gopher team, they're ranked number one in the country. They're within, you know, roughly three minutes of winning a national championship, and he was devastated that night. I mean, he was, it was tough to see just emotionally how tough that was on him to, to, to lose that game. And literally, like, 12 hours later, he's signing a pro contract. He's, uh, you know, going to Chicago to play for the Wild. And here's what's really cool about his story. You know, being a local kid growing up rooting for this team, last night was his first home game. Okay, in addition to that, so he had to get, I think he said, 14 tickets for folks. And these aren't cheap tickets, but it was a big deal in the Faber family to have him play his first game in Minnesota. In addition to that, he said he finally got a car yesterday because he, he was bumming rides from people to get to, get to practice because he never had a car. And up until yesterday, he was still living on campus with his gopher roommates, and he said he finally got his own place yesterday too. So all of that came together. He's been playing great in this series, been playing mature, kind of mistake-free hockey, which is all you want from a rookie defenseman thrown into the playoffs. And the really neat thing I heard from him last night when we talked to him after the game is he said, you know, it wasn't that long ago that he was on the other side of the glass. And he said, you know, you're yelling to the players and you're wondering if they can hear you and you're wondering if they know you're there. And now he's on the other side of it, looking into the stands and seeing the young kids wearing the wild jerseys. And that was him just not too long ago. I mean, just just a really, really cool Minnesota hockey kind of story. You know, literally every kid's dream come true. Yeah, and uh, a big role in his playing well. Well, Jess, always good to visit with you. And we, we've got a reasonable start time on Sunday, 5.30 puck drop in St. Paul game for the Wild Up, two games to one. Thank you, as well, always. There's there's nothing like the playoffs. Let's keep doing this, Steve. Let's let's be talking about uh, the Wild playoffs in June. Can we? Can we do that? Hey, I, I, I'm good. I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> it. It would be a fun run for sure. Thanks, Jess. Always good to talk to you, Steve. There he is, Jet Spires from the rink live. Joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. We'll come back. We'll have an update. NHL, NBA, the scoreboard, little PGA Tour. They're down in the New Orleans area. And that team event, kind of a cool format. 
And then Timberwolves in the spotlight. They're on the brink of being eliminated. They'll play Denver tomorrow night at Target Center. Chris Hine will join from the Star Tribune. We'll go outdoors before six. Steve Carney uh, will we'll get Shep to date. Uh, he's been out to the Missouri River and uh, catching fish on the open water. Uh, we'll have Steve-O before six here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Twins fall to the Nats at Target Field. Here's a disturbing tidbit. With the win today, Washington secured their first series victory of the season with the win today, 10-4. Pablo Lopez got that brand-new contract, didn't pitch well in the cold today. They fall to the Nats 10-4. Series finale tomorrow. Uh, our coverage begins at 10 a.m., as you know, with the huddle. Pete Nigerian, Dave Schwartz, all the way to noon, inside Twins. Chris Atterbury visits with Joe Polad, who is uh, running things for the Polad family over at Target Field. And then at 12.30, Chris with the lineup card, Corey and Danny with all the play-by-play at 110. But uh, uh, not not a good one Friday night as they cough up the 2-0 lead and lose 3-2 and then 10-4 the final today. And hopefully they can turn the page and get a W in the final game of this series. And a long homestand gets underway for the Twins. Uh, New York follows, and then uh, the Kansas City Royals before the Twins strike out on the road. we got the Wild tomorrow at 5.30. Timberwolves tomorrow night at 8.30 in Game 4. More on that with Chris Hine following the weather coming up. Speaking of the NBA, uh, the Nets are out. Philly beat Brooklyn 96-88. They sweep the series four games to none. Will Joel Embiid be available for the next series? We'll, we'll, we'll find out later. Meanwhile, Phoenix beat the L.A. Clippers 112-100. Phoenix up three games to one. Coming up tonight, Milwaukee and Miami. Giannis will not play. He's got that back injury. Advantage Miami at home. Uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, can he get the heat to pull off the upset, particularly with Giannis banged up and not available tonight. That was uh, reported a little bit earlier today. And then the nightcap, Memphis in L.A. to play the Lakers. That series tied at one. The other series uh, resumed tomorrow around the association. And here's what we've got tomorrow early. It'll be Cleveland in New York. Knicks up two games to one. Then Sacramento in San Francisco to play the Warriors. Sacramento up two games to one. Boston will be in Atlanta. Uh, The Celtics up two games to one there. And meanwhile, Denver and Minnesota in the nightcap at 8.30 tomorrow night. And the Nuggets up three games to none in that series. Stanley Cup playoffs in action now. Vegas leading Winnipeg 4-2. That series knotted at one. That game in the third period. It'll be Toronto and Tampa Bay. That series knotted at one tonight. New Jersey in New York. What a road trip. All all the way from Newark uh, to Madison Square Garden. Uh, And the Rangers up two games to none there. And in the nightcap, it'll be Colorado in Seattle. That series knotted at a game apiece. Sunday in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, it'll be uh, Carolina and the New York Islanders. Hurricanes lead it two games to one. 
Boston and Florida Bruins up 2-1 in that one. We already mentioned Stars Wild. Wild up 2-1. Huge game in St. Paul tomorrow at 5.30 with the Wild a chance to go up three games to one. And then uh, the nightcap tomorrow night, Edmonton in L.A. to play the Kings. And the Kings up two games to one there. PGA Tour outside of New Orleans. Zurich Classic, that's that team event. Keith Met- uh, Mitchell, Sung J.M. at 26-under. Uh, they're, they're your leaders there. Or, or excuse me, Wyndham Clark and Bo Hosler at 26. Uh, Keith Mitchell, Sung J.M., one, ba- one uh, shot back in that tournament. And they wrap it up with alternate shot tomorrow, and it is a fun event. Uh, Troy Merritt, who played at Spring Lake Park High School, uh, he and Robert Strubber tied for 10th at 20 under par. Troy Merritt uh, has missed a lot of cuts so far in 23, so this would be big if he and Streb could move up the leaderboard and uh, rack up some FedEx points. It is 531. More on the Timberwolves. Chris Hine from the Star Tribune joins. Then we'll go outdoors. Steve Carney uh, will take us there as we get ready for the open water fishing season in these parts. That's before 6 here on News Talk. E3O-WCCO. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Game four, Timberwolves and Nuggets tomorrow night. Another late night at Target Center as they try and stave off elimination and force a game five in Denver on Tuesday night. Chris Hine covers the Timberwolves for the Star Tribune online at StarTribune.com. And uh, Chris, uh, tough series so far for the Timberwolves, to say the least. Yeah, you know, it's it's really a, a series of contrasts. You, you have a, a team in Denver who has an established core that's been together for a while, been in playoff series before, and then you have the Timberwolves who – have been a roster that's in flux all season, has never developed a consistent identity. And I think you're seeing that play out late in some of these games here. Denver just looks like the 
the more well-oiled machine than, than the Timberwolves do uh, right now. Yeah, and in, in reality, you take a step back and you just look at the pairings, and Denver is the number one seed. The Timberwolves are an eight seed that let one get away against the L.A. Lakers in the first play-in game and then uh, blew out Oklahoma City. But, you know, in this series, there there has just been a stark contrast that, you know, they they definitely – ton of balance in this lineup in game three in particular even when the Timberwolves cut it to three early in the fourth I always felt like Denver was in control of the game in spite of the fact that they were playing on the road at Target Center and it was sold out it was a great atmosphere the fans did their part but Denver always felt in control of that game yeah they never got flustered they never got out of what they do. They just came down. They knew what they were going to be running offensively each time. You know, it seemed like they got a, a good look. You know, they came out of timeouts. Uh, and, you know, I remember I think it was in the fourth quarter, they called a timeout when they were down three. And they scored the next five points, and it was an eight-point game coming right out of the timeout. And that kind of set the tone for the rest of the quarter. Uh, you know, Mike Conley kind of said it last night. You could just kind of see it with, with Denver. That's where that, that sort of stuff shows up late in games, late game execution. It's something the Wolves haven't really figured out all season. Anthony Edwards is still 21 years old trying to figure out his, you know, how these moments will go for him in the NBA. Um, you know, it, it just kind of is a, a, a Real a reality where Denver is just kind of on another plane right now than the Timberwolves, and you know that's just kind of where they're at in the Western Conference. And for the Timberwolves, the window to compete with Rudy with the Rudy Gobert trade got significantly smaller. Uh, that that window, yeah, it opened up a little bit, but the the window overall is a smaller window to compete than what they had before they made that trade. So there's a little bit of urgency now, assuming that they lose this series going in the next year to try to make this thing work. Um, Because you don't really have a long term to make this combination work. Yeah. And you know, you've got Mike Conley. We know Mike Conley's uh, near the end. Uh, I, I know he's in great shape, continues to play very well, but you know, how much tread is on the tire. And then ultimately I think one thing that's been exposed is, overall guard play and guard depth you've got Conley D'Angelo Russell was traded away but that's that's something the Timberwolves need to think about going forward is you know who ultimately is going to run the show behind Conley I think that you know we thought Jordan McLaughlin was going to be a really solid backup here but Chris Finch hasn't trusted McLaughlin down the stretch here um so you know, not only do you have an aging starter in Mike Conley, but now there's a question of, you know, what do you have next year when it comes to depth at the point guard position? McLaughlin's still under team control for one more year here. But, you know, they're going to have some decisions to make with the future of, of that position, you know, two, three years down the road here. What, is that, what does that look like for them? I'm not, I'm not sure what it's going to look like. Um, so, they're going to have some decisions to make there. They're going to have some decisions to make with Nas Reed in the offseason. You know, what are they going to do with him? Um, there's, there's a lot of questions, uh, kind of not, not necessarily in the starting lineup for next season, but, 
you know, the, the immediate guys who will be coming off the bench to support this, this starting lineup. Uh, there's going to be some significant questions next season and going forward as to what this roster kind of looks like, you know, six through ten, for instance. It's been a tough year for Carl Anthony Towns. The, the illness leading up to camp, uh, the team really not able to get on the same page, and then ultimately the injury and all the games lost to injury before coming back. Timberwolves eventually get into the play-in, and then ultimately uh, lose one, win one, get into the playoffs, and take on the number one seed Denver Nuggets. But uh, in a lot of ways, it's been a tough year for Cat, and now fans are wondering, you know, Cat and his future, I, I know he signed a big contract and all of that, but uh, it, it, it's certainly been a lightning rod for, for commentary from fans as of late. Yeah, it's 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 getting to a point, I feel like, where there's a lot of fatigue there on the, on the, on the fan base side with Carl. You know, this is his third playoff series uh, as a member of the organization. He's been inconsistent in these playoffs last season and, and this season. Um, he's got the Supermax contract kicking in, in in two years where he's going to be making close to and then above $50 million a year. Um, so he's going to be making big, big bucks. And, you know, as of right now, it's not looking like he's going to have a, a playoff series win on his resume to show for it. So there's going to be a lot of impatience there. There already is a lot of impatience there, uh, at least on the part of the fans. And, you know, we'll, we'll see next offseason what this front office and ownership decides to do because you're going to have Towns with his big contract kicking in. You're going to have Rudy Gobert, who's already on his Supermax contract. And then – presuming that they will sign Anthony Edwards to a max extension this, this offseason and also Jaden McDaniels to a lucrative extension this offseason. They're going to have four players making a lot of money, uh, not next season, but the season after that. So they're going to have some decisions to make when it comes to who they want to keep, how they're going to want to pay these guys, and for how long. And so what sort of moves do you make in and around that um, to try and balance the books, and well, that's that's a question for next season. Um, but it is something that is lurking in the background of whatever happens this off season. Yeah, because right right now, based on fan reaction, um, I I think they should trade Gobert and they should trade Towns and 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 build around Anthony Edwards. And you know, okay. Uh, how do, how does that work? I mean, it's one thing to say it, but to actually, you know, make gigantic changes. They gave up a ton for, for Gobert. I mean, it, there's no question about it. And, and this year has been a year in turmoil. Is it one of those where, okay, um, it, it didn't go the way we had hoped. Uh, we do some tweaks. We do some things here and there. You know, th- this thing can still work. I mean, that that's a... That's a huge thing to go into in the off season. A great deal of uncertainty. You know, I I, I, I hear you, and I, I think you're I think you're right, and I think the fan base feels that. I think everybody feels that. I still harken back to the fact that at the end of the season here, Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert will have played about thirty games together, yeah. give or take. Right. Um, that's not a 
huge amount of games to really say definitively for sure 100 percent that this two big lineup can work together the effects that it has on anthony edwards you know what does that look like over the course of a, a, a bigger body of work how does mike conley fit in with an off season and and a training camp and early part of a regular season to really get integrated into playing with everybody. So I think there is a case for them to, to make uh, as regarding this, just kind of staying pat with the starting lineup, but it was not a fun season or it has not been a fun season to watch for, for anybody that's, that's tuned in for all 82 games. There is a lot of angst in the fan base because the trade is supposed to bring you instant results. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, we don't really have, we can't really give you instant results because it's going to take time for these guys to, to play together. I, I, I get the, I hear the frustration. Um, and that's why I think next year, is really the make or break year because you're not going to have much. The fan base doesn't want to give you any more time after next season. A, B, you do have all these contract situations coming up next off season. So I do think that they can make the case this off season to, to run it back as best they can. And then next, next summer, when we're sitting here next April or next May, that's when decisions some hard decisions really have to be made as to who's staying and who's going chris hein joining us on the john schuster coldwell banker hotline chris always good to visit with you have a good saturday night thank you steve appreciate it and you can find his work online startribune.com and much more in the sunday paper still one of the great joys sunday paper and a diet coke uh, Timberwolves trying to stay alive tomorrow night. Henry Lake from the Skyway studio tomorrow night at 7. And then the pregame at 8 with Cal Allen Horton with all the play-by-play tomorrow night at around 8.40 or so here on News Talk E3O-WCCO. Twins fall 10-4 to to the Nats. They clinch the series. Twins will try and salvage the final game of that three-game set tomorrow Bailey Ober on the mound just after 1. Our coverage begins at 10 with the huddle. Pete Nigerian, Dave Schwartz. At noon, inside Twins, Chris Atterbury. Be joined by Joe Polad. And then at 12.30, the lineup card. And then Corey and Danny with all the play-by-play. Final game of the three-game set. New York in next week. Kansas City to follow on this long homestand. The Twins drop the first two games of this series. Let's go outdoors. Steve Carney joins us at stevecarneyoutdoors.com. Steve, how you been? Uh, I'm okay, Steve. I'm a little bummed out. You know, up in Lakes Country here, we got 10 inches of snow yesterday, and now oh. we're back to December. It's, like, depressing. It is unbelievable. Here in the cities, we don't have any snow on the ground. But 35 and windy, you got the snow on top of it. It, it just, I, I, I think it's going to finally turn next week. Are, are you with me? Next week yeah, it turns. I, yeah, I yeah. think so. It looks like 50s and 60s, you know, yeah. for the duration. But, you know, we had green grass, and the lakes were kind of getting gray, and it was kind of looking good, and all of a sudden, yeah. bam, and it was like, oh, boy. So, yeah, just trying to suffer through this again, you know? Yeah, and as all we can do is just dream of open water. You've been to the Missouri River. But let's talk about the old boat. And, and improvements you've made this year and some things people should consider as they get that boat rigged for the new year. 
Well, Steve, as you know, as you get older, your eyesight isn't quite what it used to be, unfortunately. Yeah. And I had a nine-inch screen last year, and I have what's called a split screen. You split it right in the middle. You have your chart platter on the left and your sonar on the right. So according to my Minnesota math, you've got four and a half inches on the left, four and a half inches on the right. And it's a little small. So this year I made an upgrade. I'm doing a nine-inch screen on the left, which will be just designated for my chart plotter, and then a nine-inch screen on the right for my sonar. So now I've got two nine-inch screens. I'm very happy about that, and I don't have to squint anymore. It's great. Yeah, that 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 is good stuff. I, I finally gave in, and now I need readers. And now I've got readers all over the house. i got them all over work. i got a couple of pairs in the truck. I mean, I, I'm stocking up on reading glasses, so I know of what you speak. Another biggie, uh, you know, whether it's a fishing boat or a runabout or whatever, uh, trailers and, and trailer maintenance and making sure your trailer's good to go. You know, Steve, the first thing I do when I pull that thing in the garage is I get some 3M non-slip tape, and it's very inexpensive, and I go right to the tongue, and I put that non-slip tape right on the whole front tongue all the way down the frame. So when I put my boat in, I actually walk down the frame of my trailer and drop that boat in, and when you have that non-slip tape on there, I mean, it's awesome. If you've ever banged your shin on your trailer... It hurts for like a month. I mean, it hurts. Yeah. But when you put that 3M tape on there, it's awesome. You just cut it down, trim it so you can walk right down that frame. And really important, you know, for 10 bucks, it's really important that you do that. A lot of people don't, but it's just really important. It keeps you from slipping, gives you stability. It's awesome. Yeah, that is a great tip. And if you're not comfortable, make sure that uh, the trailer's properly lubed, those axles, those tires are in good shape before you strike out. Hey, Steve, uh, we got to run. We're tight on time today, but uh, we'll do it again in one week. Uh, Always good to visit with you, and uh, hopefully we got better news on the weather in a week. Hey, keep the faith, Steve. Take care. All right, Steve Carney, Steve Carney Outdoors. Dot com. We're all just chomping at the bit uh, for open water. Good news is uh, here on the Mississippi River on the north end of the cities, uh, it looks like we saw our crest, and it's going to start trending down. Good news indeed. Twins fall 10-4. to 4. Don't forget our sports coverage tomorrow. We have a big day. The Huddle, Pete Nigerian, Dave Schwartz, 10 to noon. At noon, inside Twins, Chris Satterbury, Joe Polad, the lineup card at 12.30. And then, of course, Corey and Danny with all the play-by-play. Twins and Nats from Target Field. Then tomorrow night, Henry Lake from the Skyway Studio at Target Center beginning at 7. And then the pregame show at 8 with Cal Soderquist. Timberwolves and Nuggets game 4. Timberwolves trying to stay alive. Big thanks to Josh Wheeler. Hey, have a great Saturday night. It's always an honor to be a part of things here at CCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.